Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. Welcome everyone. Are you stuck or struggling to move forward in life or in business? Would you like to learn more about staying young and youthful in life and in business after 50? My guest today, Jerome Lamarck, was a shy young man who overcame many obstacles on his path to success. He's now 50 years of age. No, I'm lying. He's 56, and believe me, he's handsome. There's not a wrinkle on his face. He competes in master athletics, and he is a business performance specialist. And he has a passion for people for performing at their peak, being mentally and physically healthy. And I'm sure today we're going to learn a lot from Jerome. Welcome, Jerome. Welcome, Karen. I've only just recently met you. And you've got so many wonderful things to share with my audience. So tell us about you. Well, born in London in the six early 60s and then travelled to Malta, lived in Malta for a while because my dad was a, a very successful author. So he went there for tax reasons. We oh, paying, my I think God. we paying 97 pennies in the pound. So we had to get out of the country as we'd have gone skint being successful. <laughs> So I spent three years there, then we came back, and then um, everything crashed. Yeah, so, sort of from this amazing lifestyle to living on the poverty line. And he became, a, he was an alcoholic. He, his life, he was more living in the past than writing books for the future. And so that took me into a world where, you know, you had to toughen up a little bit. And so that was a, that was a really great learning experience in life. And then growing up in, so obviously after the three years in Malta, you were in London. Back you to London, got through yeah. school in London. Yeah. And then from there, what happened? Um, got through school and um, I tried working for people. And, um, and I work a lot with young men um, in business. And, uh, you know, my program, Unlocking Your Inner Alpha, is, is helping men to find that leader within. And it's interesting because I never saw my dad get up and go to work. He was an author, uh, yet we had this abundant lifestyle. And so my male model around me when my dad was at his peak was always at home on a typewriter, you know, with a, 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 a roll-up and a black coffee sitting on the balcony in this beautiful setting in Malta just writing. And a roll-up, by the way, is a cigarette. Yeah. yeah like, oh, <laughs> sorry, old, you've got to speak uh, English yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> Australian. And, uh, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> old Holborn. I don't know if you remember him in the tins and you roll up. Yeah. And so this is... This is what I saw growing up. This is what I saw a man does. So the idea then of going to work, I really struggled getting up, going to work, being somewhere at a certain time, having lunch at a certain time and leaving at a certain time. And I struggled. And by the age of 19, I just thought working for other people is not for me. It's not what I know. From that moment, I got kindly asked to leave my last job, which a fantastic business owner, Bob Bozzello, a company called Camden Graphics, a fantastic man, but he asked me to nicely leave 
And he said to me, look, how much debt are you in? Do you owe any money? I said, I owe the credit card a few, few hundred dollars. And he said, let me pay it. Let me give you some money. But you're not happy here. Go and find your happiness. And I left and I vowed never to work for anyone else again at the age of 19. So I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Isn't it amazing how we mimic what we've seen? Especially men. Men need male role models to learn how to be men whereas you find in with women they'll talk they'll communicate they'll they'll express their their emotions and their problems a lot more comfortably us men sort of see what's going on and go oh that's what you do yeah Yeah, i hear that a lot from men and uh, fortunately these days men are encouraged to speak up which Mm. is is wonderful so we're going to talk about aging what do Mm. you think speeds up the aging process our inability to handle stressful situations and what do you mean by stressful situations you're talking about everyday life business there's six fundamental core things that we want as human beings and one of them is to feel safe one of them is to feel stimulated one of them is to feel important one of them is to feel connected And the other one is to feel a sense of development, that they're growing. And the other one is to feel that there's meaning in what they're doing to help other people. Yep. And so what happens is, in most people's life, they get stuck in safety. They base their their decision-making based on security and safety. So if you're basing your life on security and safety, I'll buy a house and I'll pay the mortgage off in 25 years' time and then I'll have my retirement, every decision you make is really based on a false sense of security because it's not really security. The security really comes from within, knowing it's, who you are. It's like material security, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, external, external security, and yeah. it doesn't work. And I guess a generation like my parents, that's exactly the security that they strived for in life and what they try to push forward onto you Mm. that you have to strive for but our lives have changed very much exactly exactly and it's always if the world's always changing and now with the internet it changes even quicker so we can't keep up spiritually we can't keep up at the pace the internet is changing at we have to be very grounded and know thyself to feel happy in a constantly changing world. And that's internal security rather than I need more external security to feel safe. Men at Work, A Land Down Under. You chose this as our first song today. Yeah, this was in those last few days of working. I never knew I'd come and live in Australia, but working in for Camden Graphics and the manager of the warehouse I was working in played men at work and I I just loved it it just brought brightness to the warehouse where we were working so when you asked for a song I just thought this is great I've now got to pick out defining moments in my life and this (laughs) this is when I just left the work and and that was about me vowing never to work for anyone else again so that's that's why it holds important memories for me. You know, the Vegemite sandwich, and it's got so much just Aussie in it, hasn't it? It's just like, it's a very, very Australian song. It is very, and I never, ever knew that I, at that time I'll be living in Australia. You are listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. 
Welcome back. My guest today is Jerome Lamarck and we're talking about ageing and we were just finishing off talking about stress. So Jerome, tell us a little bit more about stress. Um, Stress is actually a good thing. It's our inability to um, understand when we need to be in an assertive mode um, and not a fight and flight mode. So fight and flight is when we're in a negative stress. Being assertive is when we are using stress to our benefit. So you cannot get fitter without stress. You is have, that right? You have to stress the body. Ah. You have to stress the body, but that's you making a decision about your destination in life. Yeah. The goal, the outcome you want. But the negative side of stress is when we perceive we can't handle something. And so... It's not too challenging when it's a short period, but what happens in the society we live in today, we're constantly drip-fed cortisol into the into our arteries over a long period of time. I've heard about this cortisol. Yeah, and so cortisol is de- delayed, um, the delayed chemical of stress. And what, what happens is in the, the first part of stress is adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving down the motorway and you go to change lanes, but all of a sudden a car suddenly comes flying up yep. the, the, the lane, you will automatically go into some kind of fight or flight mode. And you get that feeling. Yeah, that's adrenaline. That's not cortisol. Yeah. So it's, there, there's stages to it. Yep. But the, the real damage is cortisol. And that if you if you psychologically don't know how to put yourself in a good space quickly and see a problem for what it is, no worse than what it is, and then, okay, let's talk about the solution rather than let's talk about the problem longer and longer and longer and fester on it. If we haven't trained our brain to be optimistic rather than pessimistic, we're going to age a lot quicker. So if we're making our decisions based around security and holding back and being safe, we're not going to flourish as human beings. We're always going to be on the back foot. Yes. And so what you'll find is with peak performances, peak performers go, I want to become better. Where can I get help? And so they're very good at asking for help. They're very good at surrounding themselves with a good team. And the more you can do that in your life with people that have more knowledge in an area that you want to grow in, you'll have less stress because you're saying, I want to become better. I don't want to play it safe. You mentioned the word fester, and I like it because it really conjures a, a, the whole meaning of dwelling on something. We can say ruminating on something, mm. but it doesn't have that same thing as fester. You mm. know, fester is a very – it's a colourful word. Mm. And if you're dwelling on a problem, it is festering. It's sort of getting worse and mm. worse and worse like a wound does, yeah? Mm. And it's it's true. and. Just changing your language. Language is very important for our, our mental state. And Australia's got a very common phrase saying no worries. You know, you go into a restaurant, you say, it's all right if we sit here, and they go, oh, no worries. If you think of that phrase, that person might use that phrase 30, 40, 50 times a day. They don't even know they're saying it. But if you think of the two words, no, a lot, and worries, that's becoming a strong pattern in your psychology, the word worry. 
you don't realize it, but our non-conscious mind is running us, not our conscious mind. Mm-hmm. So we love being on autopilot and we love being in dream state. And those two things are great if you're feeding the right information and the gateway of your conscious mind into your non-conscious mind. Mm. So just changing the word to that's fine or that's oh. all good. You're, you're saying the same thing. You're using only two words, but you're using much more optimistic words and the more you can actually change your psychology and change your communication the more you're going to realize those words are actually dictating your life Mm. if i wake up every morning and go business is hard it's tough business is going to be hard our our belief system has to give us that yeah we have to go in search for it non-consciously but if I wake up and go, I love, I love what I do. I love helping people. How can I become better at it? That's what I'll go in search of. And, and we understand how we talk to ourselves. We can have beautiful conversations in our mind or we can have wars in our mind. And I'm going to guess that people more often than not are at war in their mind. A lot of people. Unless you've done the work. Unless you've done the work, yes. Yes. If you... you we work on our bodies a lot. We go to the gym, we do yoga, or we, whatever your thing is, or we might swim. That's very physical, and it does change your state from a hormonal point of view. But very few people work on the muscle and their psychology. And uh, the muscle, you mean? It, it is our mindset. The, yeah. brain, the brain is the computer. The mindset is the software. And we, we don't work on the software that we actually filter in through our conscious mind into our non-conscious mind. I love the way you... Um Talk about technology in the mind, the software. It is. <laughs> I, think the software. It's, I think it's yeah. brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. It's very clever. Later on, I'm going to ask you about technology. And I love the way you use mm. those analogies. Yeah. Yeah. So, so working with an elite athlete, if he's not clear and he doesn't use the right language, his performance will reflect his communication. So there's a saying, if you cannot language what you want, you won't get it. Oh, my goodness. So, for instance, you go into the, you and I, Karen, go into a restaurant and all you say is, I'm starving. I, I could eat horse. Can you bring me a meal? And the waiter brings you a meal. And you go, oh, I don't like that. And he goes, but you told me you were starving. You wanted a meal. And then I go, can you bring me a steak, medium to well done, with some carrots, some broccoli, yeah, yeah. and some potatoes? And he brings me that. It's because I've clearly stated what I wanted. And it's the same in life. You know, a lot of people say, I want to lose weight. It's too grey. Be more precise. Yeah, because losing weight, you're already losing something. So the, the, the non-conscious mind goes in search of it. Oh, my God. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to look for something it's perceived it's lost. Listeners, I'm getting a coaching session personally <laughs> here in the studio today. It's unbelievable. I hope you're loving it as much yeah, as me. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a simple thing you would say to someone. What, what is it when you feel you can perform well? What is your ideal weight? And they'll go 82 kilos, for instance, or 56 kilos. Okay, so you'd like to be 56 kilos. And what part of that would be water, muscle, bone density? You get clear on what it is you actually want rather than I want to lose weight. Now, the clearer you can actually talk to yourself and language it, the, the chances of getting it increase dramatically because you're clear on what you want in the world. Clarity. We all seek clarity. We, 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 we all seek a peace of mind to have a peaceful mind. To do that, we need clarity. 
Unbelievable. I absolutely love what you're saying here today. Thank you. What we're talking about here are some of the secrets to staying young, do you think? Yeah, the, 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 the ability to handle stress in really challenging situations. If you've got a very optimistic nature, a happy nature, you will produce great chemicals rushing through your arteries on a daily basis. You oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, that absolutely heals you, heals injuries, slows everything down in the aging process. But if you flood yourself with cortisol and then you have these injections of adrenaline all day long, like screaming and shouting at someone, and you know, you work with leaders and if you want to have a high performance team, you've got to be able to be calm yeah. and relaxed and be clear in the message that you want to deliver yep. them. And so if you just scream and shout at people because you're stressed out, because the clarity is not there and the communication is not there, you won't have a high performance team. Yeah, I get that. And I, I have at times worked with bosses who just have no idea how to mentor or look after a team for the well-being of a team. And the performance is definitely not there. Yeah. yeah. And I know I've come home sometimes after work and I've thought, well, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of it? What's, what, I'm not happy. I don't feel confident. It really undermines you. We have another song, Rapper's Delight. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, who wrote that? Um, the Sugar Hill Gang. And what do you like about this song? As young guys, you sort of try and find your way of meeting young ladies and... I don't think you would have had a lot of trouble doing no, that. <laughs> trust me, I was very shy growing up and I I love dancing. And when this song came up in the club, it, it was the beginning of rap music and it was just so new. And I remember this song coming on and from nowhere, I just found this rhythm in me and be able to dance. And then it changed everything. It changed the world rap music and um, it allowed the good and the the bad and the ugly to come out from it as well. But I remember finding a, a music that I really enjoyed dancing to. At, at 56 today, I still do hip hop. I do. Oh. I take lessons in hip hop. And dancing is fantastic for staying young because you have to use coordination. And that's one of the things we, we can lose as we get older. If we don't use it, we lose it. So dancing is great for coordination. And, and that's something that we lose rapidly coordination is bringing all the other elements of fitness together in couples dancing it's also really good for men because they have to think and they have yeah. to follow patterns exactly and i'm glad i'm not a man when it comes to ballroom or to modern jive and leading a woman in a dance because it really needs some mental thought you it, know it, it does when you're learning but once you've actually adapted to it and it becomes non-conscious you can then be in flow. So through a learning period, you're not in flow. It's very stop-start. Um, but once you actually learn a tango um, or the foxtrot and you've got the ideal partner, and it's beautiful for women because it's, they get to be led because mm. women are a lot in their masculine energy today. So for a woman to go and have those periods where she goes into a feminine energy and can really relax there and rejuvenate is actually joy for them because they spend a lot of time in the professional world or having their own business or bringing the children up that's you're in your masculine energy a lot so to be with a man who leads you on a beautiful dance really well you get to really then stay young for longer well let's listen to this beautiful dance music <laughs> 
Welcome back to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly with Karen. Please go to Facebook and like the page Aging Fearlessly. Today in the studio with me is Jerome Lamarck. He's 56 and he is a master in or in Master Athletics and he's a business performance specialist and he's um, giving us some tips on ageing. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about stress, Lerome. No, Jerome. Lerome. Jerome. Lerome. Yeah. Jerome. Jerome. <laughs> We've been talking. Oh I've got a God. new name now. Uh, yeah, Lerome Jerome. <laughs> Jamark. Jamark. <laughs> you know, we've talked about stress. How do we de-stress that's a great question, Karen, because de-stressing for everyone is different. However, if we go into, um, like for you, it might be swimming. For me, it might be my dancing, a hip-hop dancing or being at the athletics track. But if we go into it from a deeper psychological point of view, um, what stops us really de-stressing as human beings today or, or living in a first world country is underlying deep emotions. So... If we feel guilty, so guilt, so when you work with some people, especially business owners that don't know how to switch off, and if you can't switch off, you can't perform at your peak because you need to rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. Um, an athlete needs to rest and recover, so his, his next performance is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if we've got underlying issues going on psychologically where if we don't feel we're doing something, we feel guilty, mm-hmm. this is a common pattern, in um in the first world countries if we we run a lot of people i've worked with run the pattern of being people pleasers so if i run this pattern then these are low self-esteem patterns so if you do if you're doing this a lot as well and you're trying to people please because you don't feel you're good enough Mm -hmm. you've got low self-worth and you've got low self-esteem so you've got to understand when you when you actually can switch off well and and rest well and de-stress it's because you've got high self-esteem you've got high self-worth and you really like who you are yep and the word discipline gets thrown around a lot and i'm not a lover of the word discipline Uh, let let me give you an example if i say i'm going to discipline you certain visuals feelings and self-talk will come up because at school, discipline meant you were going to the corner, the naughty corner, or yeah. it was yeah. very negative. Yeah. And it can be very rigid as well. And that goes against peak performance. Now, routine is very important. We okay. can have a healthy routine or an unhealthy routine. Yes. So, but if I say I'm going to love you, certain visuals, certain feelings, and certain self-talk will come up. Mm-hmm. So... When you're living with purpose and you've got high self-esteem, high self-worth, um, what you'll find is I'm resting, I'm de-stressing because I want to perform better. Okay. I see, I see myself, my mind and my body as my vehicle to greatness. The more I look after it, the better I can perform. So you're valuing you. You've, you've, that's right. In, you said it beautifully. You value yourself. But if you're running the pattern of a people pleaser if you're running the pattern if i I feel guilty if i rest there's underlying issues going on with that person of either low self-esteem or low self-worth so they they do not value who they are and it it comes back to 
uh, and they struggle to have clear boundaries. Yep. And, and, and saying, sorry, I'd like to, but no. It's something I've had to learn and I've talked to another friend of mine, Vicky Jones, who's a coach, and mm. about learning to say no. Mm. It, there comes a time when you've just got to say no and mm. follow the things and, and say yes to the things that are adding value to you and mm. that you're going to be able to add value to other people instead of just doing it, like you said, as people-pleasing or, or, you know, yeah, or feeling guilty. Yeah. Exactly. It's a fine line, isn't yeah. it? It's so true, and and depression, and 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 suicides, and you know, they, if people don't do the work on themselves, it's very difficult then to be able to master these areas mm. because we we grow up with eighty percent more negative language thrown at us than positive. You know, you're told don't be bad, don't speak up, be quiet. At my age, my dad said you should be seen and not heard, and it's like that. That's the old way of – they're very negative. You should be seen and not heard, but it, the greatest part of life is to be able to express yourself. The baby boomers, we grew up with a lot of negatives around us in the classroom. When we did exams, you were stood up mm. at, you know, so-and-so got 100, well done you, mm. down to who got below 50. And mm. your self-worth was mm. down the toilet, so to speak, mm. by the time they got to about 70. Mm. Well, that's the way I felt. It was mm. like, oh, my God, I haven't achieved. I'm not good enough. Mm. Exactly. And it's not so much the moment. It's what we make of the moment. Mm. And, and the story we tell ourselves about that moment can either push us to greatness or, or move us away from the, the person we can truly be. And, and understanding that to de-stress means to say, I'm tired. I'm, I'm going to have an, half an hour sleep. People go, aren't you ambitious? <laughs> That's yeah. lazy. Why are you being so lazy? And it's like, but I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> My, I'm not producing productive work here. I'm trying to write a blog and, and I'm tired. I and had a late night last. So quality is so much more important than quantity. Yes. <laughs> and yet, and sometimes the inspiration, you know, you said writing a blog. If you go out and sit next to a tree or – get into the fresh air sometimes that's enough to exactly. give you that creativity to re reinvigorate yeah. that creativity yeah. in you whereas just sitting there to do it because you've got a time frame on something is not the way to do it mm. the time frame's okay but you might go you know what if i put my head down and close my eyes for 20 minutes and rejuvenate yeah things might come and then what i'll do is i know because it's about knowing thyself um that might work for me, but it might not work for you. You might go, oh, that doesn't work for me. But what I need to do is I need to go down to the pool and swim for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But other people go, how can you do that? You've got work to do. And you go, you don't understand. That's allowing me producing to, to produce great work. Yes. Because it's me saying no to you and yes to me because the quality of my performance will improve. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So what are the best exercises for staying young over 50? Oh, well, back in my days working with elite athletes and as, as a fitness coach, there's 10, ten elements. So you've got a, a clock and there's um, when I used to work with a client, it, the fundamentals were stamina, strength, power, speed, flexibility, balance, mobility, reaction times, agility and coordination brings it all together, which is 
the tenth fundamental thing. Have you ever said all that before? <laughs> just rambled that off so well. Well, yes, that's like that's like yeah. So as a fitness coach, these, when you when you start working with someone, you want them to get. So you've got a chart, and they and they might be a two in stamina, but a ten in flexibility. So you're out of balance with your fitness. So you you have to gauge where they're at and test them. And then from there, you want to get all those areas 10 out of 10. And when you do that, you, you're, you're a really good functioning human being um, from a fitness level. So I think, though, for the three, if I could pick three things you would focus on, if I was in that world still of uh, co- fit, fitness coaching someone over 50 or in their 60s and 70s, I would say the three things you would fundamentally work on would be um, your reaction times, your balance, and your mobility. Mm. so we don't do enough reaction work so you go to the gym and they'll get you to do but you know if you've got speed and eye coordination um so if i was training now i would create programs like that for someone in their 60s and that to maintain those reaction times and and then add the other elements the other seven i would creep them into their program over a period of time Mm -hmm. and so balance is really important so a lot of accidents, if you look at stats for accidents in people in their 60s and 70s, there's a lot of hip operations and, and wrist operations is because they fall, especially in yep. England where there was ice. And a lot of that is because they didn't maintain their balance. And if you've got good balance in life uh, uh, and you can stand on one leg for a long time and do certain things, your risks of getting injured decrease. So one of my podcasts... Um and my radio programs with Dr. Michelle Frank. She's an emergency specialist. Oh, so the wow. five reasons that the over 50s end up in the emergency ward, mm. and one of them is injury. Yes. And that's exactly what you're talking about, falling off ladders, losing balance, etc. Mm. So true. And yep. it's a training. We can train ourselves to have a fantastic balance. Yep. Yep. What's your number one tip for staying young for the over 50s? Um, this is this is for everyone, Uh over 50s and um and that is having purpose in life oh i love that word purpose Mm. can we say purpose passion purpose and passion are two different things so purpose is i know why i'm here okay yeah Uh, purpose is i know why i'm here passion is the energy the fire the flame within the belly i'm glad you cleared that up so purpose talk more about purpose every single human being has a purpose when we've got high self-esteem when we've got high self-worth we're not driven by security because we know that's a false game we're driven by how we can contribute and play a bigger game to helping people because growing up we all come across defining moments in our life that shape our life it could be a parent losing a child. It could be being bullied at school. It can be being ginger at school. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. All that matters is it brought you some pain or defining moment. Now, pain is here for a reason. Pain is here to di- direct us to wh- who we should be. If we identify what that is and through working with someone or self-discovery, what you do is you get up every morning to heal that part of the world, mm-hmm. to heal that part of the community. And because you get it, you understand it, 
you've walked in that person's shoes, maybe not a mile, but a few hundred meters because we're all different. If you look at the great people that have achieved something, they weren't actually great people. They did great things. You know, Nelson Mandela wasn't a great person. He did great things. And this is why I always tell people they didn't do it because they were superhuman. They did it because they had purpose. Yep. And the more we can understand why we're here and why we get out of bed in the morning, floods our body with such great chemicals. It drives us forward. It's effortless. It's, we're, more, we're more efficient than pushing. So a lot of people, I mean, as they retire, often seem to lose that purpose mm. because their purpose may have been wrapped around or intertwined in work mm. and defining them. Do you agree with that? Yes, definitely. And um, there's two major milestones in our life in the first world country. If we look at a first world country is um, when we're born and when we retire. We have two segments to our life. With If you look at other communities and the communities like where people live to 100 and there's a high population of people living to 100, like in Okinawa, in Sardinia, yeah. and there's research done on this. The blue zones. The blue zones, exactly. When you look at these areas, they do not retire. They don't have two segments to their life. Mm -hmm. They have life. And it's life. And so the, the other challenge is, is in first world countries, as we, and I don't like to use the word age, or as we mature and become more experienced, we actually become more neglected. We don't value maturity and wisdom. Other countries value that. Their, their elderlies have more equity as they become more wiser. And so they're used a lot more. And so understanding they've got still got a purpose within their community. They, 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 people go to them to seek advice, not put them in a home and forget about them. And it's, yep. it's understanding purpose is a massive conversation because yeah. it can go down to the, the infinite. It can go be infinite. It can be the finite. We're going to come back. Will you come back and do purpose sometime? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. It's, 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 it's the key to everything. It's the key to peak performance. Well, let's come back to purpose another time because I'd love to have you back in the studio. And oh, we've only you. got like a few more minutes really to chat. So mm. a question I have here, how do you build on your skills as a coach and a mentor? How do I build? Um that's a great question. How do I build on my skills? and it's, When you're working with someone, I got a, I got a question the other day, um, well, a while back. Well, how, how long, you know, if you're working with someone as a coach, how long should you have a client for? Should it be six weeks, a 30-day program? And I said, no, it should be a lifetime. When, when you start working with someone, it should be a lifetime. And they go, how can you sign up a client for Because you should always be ahead of them. You should always have more to offer them because you know you've built up a great relationship with them. It's so you get to know them really well. And, and this is what happens as a fitness coach. I was always ahead of my client. I always knew what my client need and then went on. and then learned it. So then I could give it to them. Yep. Was if you stay still, 
your client goes beyond you. That is so true. Yeah, so the journey's over. So understand when you've got purpose, you want to become the best version of yourself within that journey. And you can live three lifetimes and still not know enough. So if your client's at level four, you want to be at level six. If your client's at level six, you want to be at level eight. So it's the field you go into, you always want to be ahead of the game. So for me, that's the secret to constantly growing. And that keeps you young because you're using your brain. But you've got you're using it for a purpose, not because I want to learn something, but then it goes to waste. Yeah, because knowledge is not power. Using knowledge is power. Gosh, you're a clever man, Jerome. (laughs) So at this point, Bird Dog, it was released in 1958 by the Everly Brothers. The Everly Brothers, yeah. A bit of a mixture of music here, isn't there? Well, that's the joy of this program. Yeah. Conversations go everywhere and there's a mix of music. Yes. Well, this this comes down to to your gender, Karen. It's my first broken heart. Oh. And so I was, I was madly in love with rock and roll. I loved Gene Vincent, Lee Cochran, Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly. I was wrapped up in that music and, um, and I was a teddy boy and I had the quiff and everything. And this beautiful, I fell in love with this beautiful blonde girl that had all the outfit, the teddy girl outfits. And I was going out there for a while. And then this guy joined the group and he was the coolest dude in the world. And she ended up falling in love with him or being infatuated with him. And then she left me and went for him and I was broken hearted. And I remember listening to the Everly brothers a lot during that period and, um, they helped me heal. And so this song describes exactly what was going on at that time for me. Welcome back. You're listening to 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. To find out more, go to the website, rnb.org. Today I'm having an amazing chat with Jerome Lamarck. I got it right this time, yeah. Jerome. Um, and oh, we're just covering so many topics about staying young. But Jerome, are there things that you struggle with in life? And if so, how do you overcome them? That's a, my, you're full of great questions, Karen. This is like... <laughs> I want to put you on the spot you with one of them. You'll put me on with all of them. Um, <laughs> I think if we don't say we're struggling with things, I think we're kidding ourselves. And peak performance is always about finding something to work on and improve on and um, uh, become a better human being. Um, I struggle. I think the struggle, I can, because I'm very logic thinking, I can struggle on the right brain side of things. Um, And not so much creativity, with marketing and things like that more with understanding a human being and the emotions they're going through. So I really struggle on that side of things. And because I'm very, well, this is what you want to do. If you take these action steps, we'll get here. It's that logical side of me. And then, but sometimes I can forget there's a human being on the other side of those strategies. And they're really, struggling to be that become that person they need to be to reach the goal or the outcome they want and um that's where i've really had to work on my listening skills i've really had to um understand empathy and compassion um and doing my research with primates and you know the the alpha 
the alpha male and the alpha male, that that they've got the highest percentage of empathy. Be- the to- primates, primates, the the alpha, the alpha um, primates in the group, and so understanding that, and I teach this a lot to young guys that being an alpha is not what you think it is, because if you want to lead a great team or you want to do well in your life, you have to. Be, have that ability to be able to create harmony and that ability to look after the weak and the vulnerable within the group. And alpha males and alpha females are very good at that, very good at defending the weak. And it's 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 also a political thing as well because if they're seen to do that, they stay in that role for longer. Mm. So if we understand human behavior, and our DNA is quite close to um, chimpanzees, if we understand that, that, and that's an area I had to, I'm, I'm constantly working on. So if I'm with someone, I'm really thinking about how they feel and, and I'm consciously going, get away from the logic side and get into the, the human part of me. And when I do that and I connect really well, we, we have great coaching sessions because it becomes very, very human, very um, connected. Um, that That's the thing I would say I, I struggle with and I'm constantly working at. Because what, a lot of people may not understand also as we all have ways of reacting and thinking. We have mm. a dominant way for our it's own so self true. and someone else might not see how we, we think and mm. that our thinking may be dominated by feeling. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, other people are dominated by having to know everything, you know, it's, and yeah, so there's emotions, creativity, Mm. And and just being able to 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 for a few moments put yourself in that person's shoes and I, I, I'm getting better at it and it, it it's a constant work it's a constant work and I find other things that just come so naturally just as you were saying it's like I'm in that flow with it where's this now no stop for a second stop being so logical and listen to that person and and really really feel what's going on for them because. I'm talking at this level, but the challenge is two or three levels deeper than that. Mm. And when you do that, it's it's because I've got purpose in my life. I want to master that area and become better at it. Today's world, Jerome, is so driven by technology. Every, and it changes mm. just with the click of a finger. How do you keep up with the changing technology as an aging person? I would... I would just reframe that. I think in the first world countries, we're driven by economics. And and this this is, and I'll answer your question maybe in a long-winded way, but we're driven by economics. And this is, this is causing a, a disconnection in human relationships and the masculine and feminine energy and understanding that women now more are in their masculine energy. We have to get back to not living so much for money even though money's important, we have to live more through living with purpose. Get up every day and going, if you're thinking about money when you go to work, you're actually not in love with what you do. If When I'm here with you right now, the last thing I'm thinking of is money. I'm not paying you. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but but, but this, this could be, I could perceive this as promotion. Yeah. I could see this as me exposing my, my brand. And, and in some ways it is, but now I'm here with you. I'm connecting with you. Yes. Yeah. I'm not seeing this as a transaction 
to promote my business. And it, it, because I love what I do. When a singer gets up and sings, if he's, th- if he's counting the people in the audience and putting dollars on his head, he's not going to sing as well as someone who's passionate about singing. And it's going to come across in your performances in what you do. Money's vitally important. Cash flow is really important. And I, I'm, I really help my clients in this area, especially if they struggle in sales. However, there must be more than that because we're living in a different world now. It's, it's much more, there's much more exposure in what we do. So if we do everything like a transaction, sooner or later, we're not going to be in business very long. Well, what I said to you on the way here today was welcome to my happy place. Exactly. I love being in this studio and extracting from my guests mm. gems of gold. And as soon as you said that and I came in here, I felt it. I felt it. But I couldn't feel it. If Sorry, you didn't I get all teary it. again. Yeah, and that's I beautiful. I do all the time in here. Yeah, because yeah, I learn so much. And I can't feel it unless you feel it. Mm. You, mm. you, we, your energy, mm. whatever energy you have, will be transferred. Mm. So, we, in a roundabout way, we were talking about technology. Did we actually answer the question? Or right, we... going back to technology. So, if we've driven by economics, and then we put purpose before the economics. What happens is that the technology, like anything else, like exercise, is thousands and thousands of exercises you can do within a certain frame. Like if you love swimming, there's certain ways you can swim and exercises for swimming and improving your swimming. How we, how we streamline it is always bringing it back to our purpose and how we can add more value to our community in a faster way and, and maintaining our energy and time, reserving our health, mental and physical health. So what we also need to do when it comes to technology is what's the best technology I need for my business or my personal life, excuse me, to function well. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's about deleting everything. So once you know your purpose, once you know what you want to do, you go and speak to a specialist. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And you have that specialist as part of your team moving forward because – the technology you buy today will be updated. Yes. And we updated. Just like our brain. We want to update it and update it and update it. Here's the thing. When you do that and you've got a specialist with you, it allows you then to sleep better at night because, yeah, you know why you've got this technology because you're living it through your purpose and it's allowing you to perform well as a human being. So we're using it as a tool to make life easier for us, not more complicated. Thank you for that. I have one last question. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What does aging fearlessly mean to you? As we get older, we can tend to become more cautious. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, the step we used to jump off as a baby or as a three-year-old or a four-year-old, we think a lot more about doing it. Jump off the step. Thank you for that, Jerome. I have absolutely loved having you here in the studio. If someone wants to talk to you, do you have a website that they can visit? Yeah, they can go to my website, www.getperforming.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they can, um, you go on to my Let's Chat and they can have a free peak performance session with me. Okay, and when I turn this into a podcast, uh, people will be able to find you on the cover sheet for that podcast as oh, well. thank you. So do you want to say goodbye? No. 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 
<laughs> I've loved this, Karen. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, well, you are going to come back and we're going to talk more about, about purpose. purpose. And I'm I'd sure we'll find some other topics to talk about as yeah. well as... We talk about purpose. Something else will come out. Yes, definitely. Th- thank you so much. I think, I mean, I know you, you had Dick Smith on a while back and he just said you were ab- you made him feel at ease. You were absolutely br- – yeah, and seeing you tear up, I know you're living with purpose. And, thank and, you. And that's – you've found heaven. You've found your nirvana. And that's what we're all looking for. You're, you're blessed. And I am, I'm still teared up. Mm. I don't know, it's sometimes it gets me more than others, but yeah. anyway. I'm tingling because you're, you're in your happy place. Thank and, you. And that's, we all need to find that in, in life. Well, that's it, listeners, for today. Jerome Lamarck and Karen Sander. See you later. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, aging is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside. There's a sparkle in It's not all nine to five, it's a wonderful life. Let's go and climb mountains high, swim across oceans wide. Live out our dreams, just you and me. Let your heart be alive. There's no time to wait. Gotta go get the most out of time Don't be afraid Like this treasure that you've got to find Baby, don't be shy Let's go and take that ride Taste the sweet and the spice Everything nice Let your heart Let your heart come alive, honey Let your heart be alive